0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. So recently I just had this experience with my daughters and back to school shopping. And so before we get into the topic this week, which is all about clothes, I thought it would be very timely to share this story that I had when I took my girls uh, back to school shopping. Last week, or maybe this was two weeks ago, the girls had asked me if I could buy them a new outfit for the first day of school. And I was like, you know what? Sure, we can do that. They're 10. They're going to be 11 in about two months. They're going to fifth grade. As you know, I have twin girls. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. We're going to go shopping. So I took them to two stores. The first store, we couldn't really find anything uh, that fit them but the second store we went to was Kohl's so i was like okay we're going to have some better luck here and each girl picked out a dress to try on and um i think it was charlie i guess she picked out a few shirts to try i was like sure let's do this we're going to pick out what we like we'll go to the dressing room we'll see what works and then we'll go home everything will be great so Again, girls found a dress to try on. They found some shirts to try on. We go into the dressing room and they proceed to try on clothes, just as you would expect them to. Well, I think it was, was it Charlie that came out first and she was wearing a shirt, didn't fit her the best. And so she's like, yeah, it's not comfortable. I was like, well, if it's not comfortable now, it's not going to be comfortable later. So she goes back and tries on another shirt, comes out it was so cute. And I told her that I'm like, wow, that fits you so well, Charlie. I love those colors on you. I really like that shirt. And she was smiling. She's like, I like it too. And she's like, can I get it? And I said, sure. Meanwhile, Bella comes out in her dress and she's like, I just don't like the way this fits, but I really like the dress. So I proceed to go run back out to the floor and grab a different size for her. And she's all excited. I really like it. I'm like, "I the color is so great for you. I like it a lot too. And so I think we came home, Bella got a dress and Charlie got three shirts, I think is what she got. And she was going to decide which shirt she wanted to wear on the first day. And I thought we had a lovely time, right? We set out to get the clothes, we bought the clothes, and we came home. Well, a few hours later, I, um, I told the girls to take their bags up to their bedroom, take their clothes up. And I don't know who even started it. Charlie was like, I'm not wearing those clothes, mom. And I was like, excuse me, come again? And she's like, I don't like them. And Jim's like, why would you buy her clothes that she didn't like? I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. I didn't. Uh, You told me that you liked them. And she's like, no, I didn't, mom. You're the one that said you liked it, and that's why you bought it. And I'm like, do your kids ever do this? Like, You have a completely different experience, but their version of the story is so outlandish that you're, like, second-guessing yourself, like, Wait, did we have that conversation? Am I the only one that said I liked it? No, 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 no. No, she absolutely said she liked it. She even smiled when I told her that I thought it was cute. She asked if she could buy it. I said yes. Her version of the story is totally untrue. Like, why did you let me buy it? Why did you want me to buy it if you didn't like it? Again, mom, I never said I liked it. You're the only one that said you liked it. I'm like, am I going crazy here? And Bella's like, "Yeah, I don't like mine either, Mom. I want you to return it." Like, Are you kidding me right now? We just had this whole afternoon. I could have been doing so many other things, and instead, I'm taking you shopping to get stuff. You're all excited. I buy it. You come home and you say you hate it. What happened? So I happen to be going out with my girlfriends a few nights later, and I bring this story up, and I was like, "What went wrong?" And my friend Sarah is just like. You said you liked it. I'm like, what? But she asked my opinion. At one point, she's like, do you like this? And she's like, you never, ever, ever say you like an outfit. I'm like, but she asked my opinion. She's like, doesn't matter. You never say you like it. You become neutral. Like, a, eh, I guess. I mean, if you like it, we can get it. But it doesn't matter to me. Like, really? They're like, no, the minute you say you like something, it all of a sudden, it automatically makes it non-wearable. I didn't know this. I don't remember doing this as a kid. Maybe I did. I'll have to ask my mom. But um, have you ever heard of this? For those of you who are parents of girls, is this, this is an actual thing. I had no idea. So I guess consider this a public service announcement. If you have young girls and you want to... Um, go shopping with them one day is ten the number where they all turn on you. I don't know, but I just I found this whole situation dumbfounding. Like, what just happened? So then we proceeded to return all the clothes that we purchased, and um, I took them out again. We went to Target this time, somewhere different, and I tried the new, you know, approach where I was indifferent. I didn't care. And I will say we came home with two dresses that they are super excited to wear. They've already, you know, tried them on with different shoes. They're so excited about it. I think they look very cute, but they will never hear that opinion of mine unless they listen to this podcast. So just thought it was a very interesting story. Again, if this has ever happened to you or if this is a thing, please, please let me know uh, so I can commiserate with you, I guess is the right word. But I thought this story was so timely because today's topic is actually about clothes. I know a lot of my clients, they share stories about feeling disappointed or discouraged when they try on clothes in their closet. Um, Whether the experience is, is negative around the actual shopping for clothes or trying to figure out what to wear. Uh, A lot of people, you know, are not having this great positive experience that makes them feel good. And in turn, you know, it can really affect your performance, your confidence, your emotions. You know, so many of my clients, you know, they come to me because they want to have a healthier relationship with food. They want to have a healthier body image. And deciding what to wear, you know, whether it be for a special occasion or, you know, a Tuesday going to work, it can spur on a lot of negative self-talk. And when it comes to body image work, the process of identifying and overcoming that negative self-talk, well, it takes a lot of practice and a lot of patience. I really wish it could be a once-and-done fix-it solution, but it doesn't work that way. And so thinking about how you currently feel when you try on clothes, uh, what's actually in your closet, do the clothes you have in your closet fit you well now, or do you have a closet full of clothes that you're hoping will fit you one day, but in the meantime, it's not helping your confidence now. That's what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about you know when you're shopping, What you have in your closet, when you're trying to clean out your closet, what do you hold on to? I'm going to try to share with you some tips that, you know, I've learned from others. I'm going to try to maybe share some of my own experiences, Uh, but I want you to be in a better place, right? And if clothes aren't making you feel like the best version of you, then we'll have a conversation about it. For a lot of people, when you're keeping clothes that don't fit you well... It can be distressing, right? It becomes this part of your day that you begin to dread, right? Getting dressed almost becomes toxic to your progress, to your success, to the way you think about yourself. And when you are going into a toxic situation, it almost always can trigger disordered eating, and so for those people that are looking to to change that relationship with food and change that relationship with their body and how they they talk to themselves, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the topic of clothes and how they make you feel and and what you're keeping in your closet. You know, I think holding on to clothes that once fit you, which so many of my clients do, right? They tell me they have the clothes that fit them now, you know, they have their skinny clothes of what used to fit them a long time ago, and and they hold on to those clothes because they eventually want to get back into them, right? And, and maybe that's you as well. Maybe you have a whole bunch of clothes that, that you're hoping you fit into, and so you hold on to them. But the problem with holding on to clothes that once fit you, it's, It's a reminder that you're still only the before. You're not the after yet. And when you think of yourself as still in the before phase, it's kind of like a reminder that you're not good enough now. You're not good enough yet. That doesn't feel so good. Seeing yourself as only the before never fully acknowledges and celebrates who you are now. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that for a second. Do you resonate with that? You know, for some of my clients, they're holding on to clothes that fit them when they were in high school or in early college. And to that, I will say, why? You know, that it's not fair. You were a child back then. For some of you, you have born children at this point. You have born children, and they are teenagers. They are, are children. And you're frustrated that you're not able to wear clothes that fit you when you were at a completely different stage of growth and development. You can't compare the two. I mean, for me, my hips are very, very different than where they were when I was in high school as they should be. Five people came out of my body, right? There's going to be some change after you've had some children. Hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but I just wanted to let you know that Jumpstart, our six-week health and weight loss program, is starting October 4th, and we are now open for registration. If you have ever said the words, I know what I should be doing, I just don't follow through with it, This class is for you. This high-level accountability program offers weekly live group sessions with a dietitian, access to our private Facebook group for accountability and community, daily accountability emails and call-outs, one 30-minute private Zoom call with a dietitian, six-week home exercise program customized to any fitness level, sample meal plans and snack lists, and weekly educational handouts to support your journey. Save $30 by registering by September 27th and using the coupon code FALL22SPECIAL. To join, simply go to our website, BodyMetricsHealth.com, and click on the link under Programs. I think for so many of us, we think that holding on to those smaller clothes are going to be a source of motivation. You know, if I hold on to them and I, I, I maybe put them front and center, it's going to motivate me to make the healthier choices. And there's a lot of fear that if we get rid of those clothes, it's almost as if we're admitting defeat. If I get rid of those clothes, then it means I'm not trying anymore. I've admitted that I'm never going to be able to go back. I'm just destined to be a larger size forever. The reality is, is that only the clothes that fit you now are the ones that truly make you happy. I want you to think about that. If you're wearing clothes that don't fit you well, they're too small because you are you know, determined not to buy a bigger size. And you're wearing clothes that don't fit you well. They're too small. How does that make you feel? You don't feel happy wearing a smaller size. In fact, you can't breathe because the clothing is so tight. You're super self-conscious because you're constantly adjusting your clothes to make them lay more flattering. You're not present and in the moment with the people that are around you because you're constantly thinking, what are they thinking about this outfit? You know, they're probably thinking um, thoughts about that I gained weight. Like You don't actually get to enjoy the moment. And so I wouldn't say that holding on to smaller clothes actually does make you happier The other thing that I see happens a lot is a lot of us think that once we become a smaller size, then we can be happy. But that doesn't really help you in the now. You know, because if you think that only when you're wearing smaller clothes, then you can be happy, how does that affect you when you need to go clothes shopping now? How does that affect you when you need to get dressed every morning? No wonder the negative self-talk comes out. You know, I want to just be real honest here for a second. If you are thinking that true happiness and self-confidence and, and feeling beautiful can only happen if you're at a smaller size, what will happen if you never attain that, right? What would happen? Does that mean you don't ever get to be confident or happy or proud of yourself? that only people in smaller size clothing get to have that luxury. Think of how sad that feels. Think of how sad that sounds. Feeling happy, feeling proud of yourself, feeling confident, that is a choice that is available to you no matter what clothing size you are wearing. We know this to be true. How? Well, you know, because I work with A lot of eating disorder clients, right, who are at a very low unhealthy weight. They don't feel confident in their bodies. So wearing smaller clothes doesn't always equal confidence. On the flip side, I know a lot of larger women who have amazing confidence and are full of life and happy and in the moment and enjoying everything life has to offer, And I'm pretty sure you know some of those people too. So we need to stop equating smaller clothing sizes with happiness. And if you're keeping clothes in your closet that don't fit you and are deferring happiness until you're able to fit into them, it might be time to rethink all of this. Here's the deal. We don't wear our clothing sizes on the outside of our clothes. No one knows what size you are wearing. All they know is do those clothes fit her well and does she feel confident? Does she look confident? Does she, um, does she you know, is she comfortable in those clothes or is she constantly adjusting them because she's so self conscious about it? I really don't care what size you're wearing if. It fits you well. Wearing clothes that are, that fit you well and are flattering is a way of being kind to yourself. And when you're kind, you make decisions from a better headspace versus one out of fear and one out of shame. Right? Again, your self-worth and your confidence has nothing to do with your clothing size. I, and I'll say this one again, too, because I said it before. Nobody is going to whisper behind your back, I think she's wearing a a different size this year. I think she's wearing a 12 instead of a 10. Nobody can tell. And the reason nobody can tell is because clothing is all sorts of sizes, right? You have gone into a store and you have probably bought maybe three or four different sizes, you know, in your closet, You might have some clothes that are a size eight, some that are a 10, some that are 12, and some that are 14. Nobody knows which one is the eight and which one is the 14 except for you. But for a lot of us, we have a very different confidence when we wear a size eight versus a 14. Why? You're choosing to think that the smaller clothing is what's bringing you happiness, but that is not true. You know, so what I want to say here is with this episode is I want you to wear clothes that make you feel good, regardless of what number is on that tag. You know, are you holding on to clothes that don't make you feel good, right? So what I'm going to do is let's talk about the process of trying on clothes and trying to figure out what clothes you should hold on to, and which ones we need to let go of, all right? Because a lot of times, you know, whether it's the turn of the seasons, or, you know, just general want to clean out your closet, because you're trying to, you know, clean or make space. uh, I want to give you some tips. Uh, I actually was listening to a lady talk about this. And I thought some of the tips were really good. So I want to share them with you. All right. So first and foremost, if you're going to be figuring out what clothes to keep and which ones to let go of, uh, definitely recommend doing this on a day where you're willing to do the work. Like if you're having a bad day, you're not feeling good, you know, maybe you're in the middle of your cycle and you're feeling extra bloated. That's not the day to do this. All right. So I want you to do this on a day where you're willing to make decisions. All right. So nobody says you have to do it on this day. You have to do it tomorrow. Do it when you're feeling um, in a good place. So one thing that you can do to reduce the pressure um, when you're trying clothes on is try them on in a silly way, meaning try them on like over a pair of jeans or over a pair of leggings. What that does is it puts distance and extra padding between your body and the clothing and it's almost like a, a form of self-preservation. It makes the process less personal and less vulnerable. All right, so I know if you're trying to dress on, if you try it over a pair of jeans and it just looks ridiculously tight over the pair of jeans or you can't get it over the jeans, right? At least then you can be like, well, you know, it's the way I'm doing this. It's not me, there's nothing wrong with me. It's the clothing, right? And it just puts a little distance in between you two. So it doesn't make the process so personal. So try it. It might be a fun way to do it um, and to help you part ways with things that just don't work. All right. The other thing we need to do is start to be aware of where weight loss thoughts creep in. Right? So where are those dieters mindset thoughts that are going to try to convince you to keep it just in case you lose the weight? Or, you know, I could keep it and just try it on next month just to be sure because what if it fits next month? Or, but if I exercise more, then maybe it will fit. Now, if the clothes do not fit you now, they are not the right clothes for you. We have to be on guard of of these thoughts that can creep in, that make us want to keep it. But remember, if we're keeping clothes that don't fit us well, it can become toxic and affect us throughout the rest of the day. So when you have those thoughts of, yeah, maybe I should just keep it just for one more month, right? Nope. Clothes should fit me. I don't need to change to fit these clothes. That is going to be what you tell yourself if something doesn't fit, right? We want to honor the body you have now and only keep the clothes that fit your current body, all right? And I get it. I get that there's going to be disappointment, especially if you've spent a lot of money on an article of clothing um, or if you've invested in a expensive designer I get that whole mindset of yeah but I spend so much money here's the deal we're gonna Marie Kondo it we're gonna bless and release it we're going to thank that article of clothing for the time we had but now it's time for it to go so we're gonna bless and release we are thankful for the time we had with it but now we are going to bless somebody else and there is nothing wrong with that all right the next thing you can do is you can get angry at the designer and angry at the system. All right. Listen, we are working with a flawed system. Don't try to make sense out of it. When I say a flawed system, it's that there are random ways to size clothes, right? There's some, there's this thing called vanity sizing that makes you feel better because the clothes are not even sized appropriately. You're wearing larger clothes with smaller numbers on it to make you feel better. Like, why are we using a flawed system? All right. Again, you have all sorts of clothing sizes in your closet. So instead of feeling like there's something wrong with you, get really angry at the diet culture, which designed, you know, vanity sizing to make us feel differently about our bodies, right? Get angry at the system. It's messed up, right? it's messed up that we think that we're only have value if we're wearing smaller clothes. Get mad at the system. Don't get mad at you. If clothing sizes continues to be a trigger for you, cut the tags out of your clothes. Again, What that number says has no bearing on who you are as a person. The most important thing is how you feel when you wear the clothes. Does it fit you well? Is it flattering? Is it comfortable? Remember, tugging, pulling, feeling self-conscious is not going to award you the opportunity to live in the moment with the people you're surrounding yourself with. Right? Comfort is a big deal. It's a huge deal. All right. Ask yourself, how does this clothing article make me feel? How does it connect to your values? You know, what are your values? Maybe it's being a, a, a great spouse and an amazing mom and a hard worker, you know, at your day job. All right. How do these clothes fit in alignment with your value system? Maybe thinking about that you know, will help you identify what things need to stay and what things need to go, all right? And then finally, you know, if you go through this whole process, I want you to be really proud of yourself, right? This, product, this process can be mentally and emotionally exhausting, all right? So, you know, if you go through the process of getting rid of clothes that no longer serve you well in the moment now, You know, maybe reward yourself with uh, a fun movie or a walk outside to get some fresh air and just clear your mind. This is hard work, but it's necessary work so that you can move forward and take care of yourself in the most kind, compassionate way possible. All right. So if you're thinking about going through your closet, maybe try some of these tips. See what works for you. See you know, how you feel, see if it changes your, you know, how you feel in the morning when you need to get dressed, right? I'm really excited for you to try these things. And if nothing else, maybe it just brings awareness to some of your own thoughts about food and your body and body image and your relationship with yourself that, um, you know, allows for you to see what you want to change. All right, guys. So that is your episode for this week. So now all I have to do is give you your recipe. This week's recipe is a roasted butternut squash with tahini and feta. So for this recipe, you'll need three pounds of butternut squash, about three tablespoons of olive oil, some salt and pepper, a tablespoon of tahini, one and a half teaspoons of lemon juice, a teaspoon of honey, about a quarter cup of feta cheese, a quarter cup of shelled pistachios, and optional is two tablespoons of chopped fresh mint. So for this recipe you're going to want to put your oven rack to the lowest position possible uh, and preheat to 425 degrees. Go ahead and cut your butternut squash in half and scrape out the seeds. And then go ahead and cut your squash into about half inch thick pieces. Alternatively, you can buy butternut squash already pre-cut at the grocery store, which is what I would recommend because I don't like wrestling with those things. Uh, You're going to toss the squash with about two tablespoons of the oil and a half a teaspoon of the salt and half a teaspoon of pepper and arrange it on a uh, baking sheet and roast for about 25 to 30 minutes. Uh, Go ahead and flip that over halfway uh, just to make sure it cooks evenly on both sides. Alright, you're going to roast that for probably another 10 to 15 minutes after you flip it. So it'll probably be in there for anywhere between 35 to 50 minutes depending on the size of your squash. And then after you're done with that, you are going to put your squash on a serving platter and then whisk your tahini, lemon juice, honey, the remaining tablespoon of oil and a pinch of salt in a bowl and then drizzle the squash with that dressing and sprinkle with the feta pistachios and mint if using. And that's it. It's a really elegant, beautiful side dish that, you know, focuses on some of those really nice winter fall vegetables. And so it has that deep orange color and it's just gorgeous. And I think you're really going to like it. All right, guys, that's what I got for you this week. I hope you have a fantastic week ahead of you and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Bodymetrics Health. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.